fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe Welcome to Star Joe's uh, podcast episode number half. I'm your host. I'm Chuck. I'm Ryan. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, what's going on with you, Ryan? Not a whole lot. It's been a short time since uh, since we recorded last time, but I know that next week you have the wife going out of town for her birthday celebration. And we wanted to stay true to our fans and at least have something out at least once every two weeks. So I didn't want to go three weeks right after making that promise. So exactly, we don't want to lie right off the bat. So uh, well, we probably are lying right off the bat, but about other things. About other things, right? Yeah. Not, not about, about the, the not the, not about the dedication to the show, right? So. Not about recording, yeah. So we've had a nice short week here. We've had a lot of uh, things go on. Um, I got sideswiped by a car. So yeah, on my way to work on Monday. Yeah, we've had a lot of snow here in the uh, greater Cleveland area. It's very cold, very treacherous roads. And they did close work. They let us keep coming in. Yeah, we still had to keep going into work. Uh, It's kind of interesting because we work in the Cleveland area. The financial company that we work for has locations in many other areas. In some of the areas where they almost never get snow, so when they do get a... Half an inch of snow on yeah, the ground. a little dusting, they, they shut the whole city they down. They shut down. Yeah. And I remember, actually, when I first started working there, I had to fill out a form about information about myself. You know, emergency contact, all that type of stuff. One of the questions on there was if I owned a 4x4 vehicle. So we asked about that. Like, do we have to fill this out? Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, that's for the other regions in the country. That's to see not if for they're here. able to come to work. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. For us, they said, no, don't worry, regardless of... Whether you have a four x four vehicle or not, you're expected to come in because you live in the Cleveland area. You're used. To you're the used snow. to this. You got to expect. Yeah. So. so I know the snow's been a, and the weather's been a great deal of concern for a lot of regions here, especially in the uh, Northeast. Uh, but yeah, stay warm. Listen to us. Stay inside. In fact, I had to snow blow my driveway. Otherwise, Chuck would have never made it in my driveway today to for the show. So yeah, snow blow looks like a nice job. Uh, yeah. Kudos. Well, you know, I got a nice big piece of equipment there. That's, yeah. what, that's what she said. <laughs> Buzzing. <laughs> so let's uh, get started here. Nothing yeah, let's go ahead. And, uh, <laughs> on that note, so uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, kick things off today. We are going to have, uh, as typical, our battle file segment, which is where we respond to things about the listener, things that have been going on in our life. We'll then go into our segment, Springfield Tatooine, where we're going to cover some of the comics that this show is all about. And then we'll end it with Kung Fu Grip, uh, a toy, uh, our toy segment, to actually discuss one toy item. And actually, I believe we talked about next episode is going to be pretty much an all-toy episode. Yeah, got a lot of reviews to do. Got a lot of nice stuff. So uh, And some stuff coming. And some stuff coming. Yeah, we yeah. want to review that, too. You've got some things coming that you've got, and I've got a couple items that I've won off of eBay just looking to get. I thought I might get them Friday. But I checked the mail and nothing. I did get one thing, either Thursday or Friday. I don't remember the day, but that could be a review coming from that. But I do have some comics coming. I'm hoping Monday to receive them. And I have uh, an action figure coming on hopefully Monday. 
which is the Optimus Prime Rebel Tech, like a six-inch figure. It's just the it's Optimus Prime just in his actual robot transformed form. robot stuff. Right, yeah, he doesn't transform. Trans- yeah. yeah, he doesn't transform into the truck that he is. He transforms into. Or he just stays as the robot form, but it looks just like the 80s cartoon version, so it's pretty kick-ass looking. Right. It looked really good online, but I want to check out Ryan's before I invest my cash into this, so... Yeah, because the Optimus one was a little bit pricey. Yeah, the other ones were not so bad. Right. Maybe, you know, 20 bucks or so, but the other one's a little bit more. Which is why we got the Optimus out of the way. Right. Because I figured the other ones I should be able to get cheaper, so... Yeah, and I've got the uh, Masters of the Universe Icons of Evil, all four comic books coming, so... Did not have those, so I want to check those out, read them. And maybe we'll do a review on those, too. Yeah, there's only four. Yeah, so uh, we'll do that maybe as like a retro review for Jedi Holocron next time or something. There we so, go. There yeah. we go. The, or, the any, sh- or any ideas from you guys, please, sh- yeah, email us in. Yeah, the show just writes itself. It so. writes itself. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and get right into our first segment. Again, this is uh, listener feedback and listener information. It's known as the Battle Files. Yeah, we're calling this episode here uh, the Joes Go International because in a short time we've been up and running, we've had a couple of international uh, visitors and guests. Yeah. We... So, special shout out to you guys there. Thank you very much. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, Singapore and Canada. Yeah. Uh, I was absolutely floored. One of the things that I had actually stated to Chuck before we started doing the show was a lot of the other podcasts I listened to, they actually had... Listeners from Australia and Germany and Asia and Europe, like all, you know, which I know Germany's in Europe. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) But anyways, uh, those were just like some of the places I had heard that they had listeners from. I was like, isn't it going to be amazing if we get people listening to us from outside the U.S. that actually give two craps about what we have to say? I I thought outside the state would be great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought outside of our friends and family would be amazing. Exactly, our our immediate friends and family, yeah. But thank you guys very much. Um, So to give you an idea of how well the first show went over... And we're not bragging, we're not tooting our own horn, we're just... We're amazed. We're impressed. <laughs> yeah. This has only been a week, and we're we're pretty impressed because we're just a couple of guys, average Joe guys, yeah. right? Yeah. And let's face it, we we thought we might get 10 listeners. We were going to be happy with that, folks. Right. And that would be friends and family that listen to us. Yeah, pretty much. So, we actually had uh, 37, uh, as the last time I checked, about 37 people listen to our podcast. Uh, through the website or downloading it or whatnot. And we are now available through iTunes, so check us out there. Yeah, and you'll see our logos on there now. Uh, I forgot to update you on that, Chuck. The nice. logo does appear through there now. Uh, that was a little slow in coming, but it is there, so you're, we're easy to find. If you're looking up Star Wars or G.I. Joe or you just type in Star Joes, you're going to find us. But those that don't know about us will find us through, uh, if they do a search on comics or movies or... Like I said, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Master of the Universe, anything like that, you will find us listed in there. But to uh, to continue on what we had as far as a response, and again, it was just an overwhelming response, and we're certainly not going to give you updates every episode, but after the first one, I'm sure you guys are interested, who else besides me is listening to this show? Yeah, yeah. So we did have 37 people listen to it, and again, that was just in a one-week period, not even a week, really, from when I posted it. 
to the time of us actually recording this. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. We had 23 of those people actually subscribe to the show, which means they're going to be continuous listeners to the show. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty pumped about that. It's exciting. It's exciting news. To have someone say, you know, I only heard them one time, but I'm willing to go ahead and listen to them again. These guys got something to say. Yeah, I guess so. The people have spoken. And we had 93 people visit the website, so just checking out the website. Yeah, stumbling across, so just checking out, see what's going on. Thanks, guys, too. That's that's great. Yeah, that was amazing. Not to discredit our U.S. listeners, that was amazing, too. But like I said, when I saw Singapore and I saw we had ended up having three people from Canada... That listen to it. Uh, yeah, Joe's big in Canada. Oh, I know. I realize very, that. very big in Canada. I realize. I didn't realize it until I met you, but I, I do realize that now. Yeah. Although, no offense to our Canadian listeners, but changing the U.S. flag to the Canadian flag—I don't know how I feel about that. That's all good. But as long as you're enjoying it, it's all—it's all good. But with that being said, we did have a little bit of feedback. However, we would love to get a lot more feedback. We unfortunately so far do not have a, a forum yet. I am. In contact with someone who is supposed to help set up the forum. We're working on getting that developed for you guys. Yeah, because we want to be give you guys an easy avenue to actually respond back right. to us. We do have a Facebook page, so if you guys are on Facebook, uh, you can definitely look us up by that. Tell us something I can do that. Yeah, we actually have a group site on Facebook as well as a fan site on Facebook. And Chuck, I know one of your friends actually listened to the show and decided to become a fan and become part of the group. He He's actually a, a appeared on there but we'd love to have more people appear on there i realize not everyone's on facebook you might not want to set up a facebook account but those that are on facebook look us up all you have to do is do a search for star joes and you'll find us very easily i think the majority of people now are on facebook they're not like me who don't have one (laughs) but a lot of people are on that and uh again special thank you for that uh my friend nick yeah mentioned him by name here uh i didn't want to mention him unless you that's that's cool Uh, yeah thank you very much nick Appreciate it. And we might actually have Nick on the show at, at some point uh, in the near future. Yeah, he's so. kind of like us. He's into the same things, a yeah, lot of stuff. Absolutely. Star Wars, G.I. Joe. We'll give him a segment or something, like a little pop-in from Nick or something Visiting, like that. yeah. Anyways, I was just taking a drink there and Chuck stopped talking. So We'll edit that out. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Which brings up another good segment, or another good uh, thing I wanted to talk about, What? which is every once in a while... As you can imagine, a lot, lot goes into actually editing the podcast. Not a lot goes into actually recording it, because it's just us bullshitting, basically. Yeah, it's just a way to get together and just talk about stuff we like. But a lot of the editing, Ryan tends to take the point on that, and he does that. So a lot of the stuff we're going to cut out, we don't throw away, we keep, and we're just going to make a blooper yeah. episode once we get enough of these things going on. Yeah, so, so we'll see exactly how that goes, and we'll play that for you guys when we go on maybe a summer vacation or something. Something like that. Once, Basically, once we have enough material that I can make like maybe at least a half-hour episode out of just yeah. blooper stuff. And there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. And uh, what I'll basically do is I'll maybe insert like a, a brief commentary before each thing, so this way I can let you know what episode it came from, yeah, what we'll we were talking about. Something. Sure, sure. So... I know we had a couple of nice uh, emails back from a couple of people we really like and respect that have listened to the show and given us some feedback on. That's right. So I actually wanted to give a couple shout-outs there. One was from Dave DeWanch, who we mentioned last episode. He's with the Geek Savants, which is one of my all-time favorite podcasts that are out there. And he responded back to me. I let him know that the show is up and running. I really wanted his opinion. I told him he certainly didn't need to listen to the whole episode, but I did want to let him know where he we mentioned him and his show at, or all their guys' show. I think they would give me shit if I it's said just it was his Dave's show. show, right? But good hey. job, Dave. You got a show. <laughs> 
But he did email me back. Unfortunately, I meant to print out that email and have it ready to read on the show here. And when I went back there, I realized that when I was clearing some of my emails out, that that one was missing also. So I do remember what he had to say. It wasn't very long. He did, Dave did say that he listened to the entire episode. He thanked for the, the props to them. And he thought that Chuck and I had a great rapport going. He thought that the show was only going to get better and better. So... That yeah, was great very, to hear. Very kind words, Dave. Thank you very Absolutely. much. And then Chuck, I know very that you sincere. had. I Chuck, I know that you had a response from someone that you respected. So, yeah, I actually uh, emailed one of the guys on that new toy smell. You guys might know him on the He-Man dot org forum as Pixel Dan. Does a lot of reviews for the uh, He-Man community. He's very good at what he does. You can see those guys over at that new toy smell. Uh, Going to be soon to be the Pop Culture Network. So special shout out to you guys there and Killing Enterprises. Uh, go buy your toys there. You know, hey, he listened to the show. He really enjoyed it. He kind of said that we kind of sound like those guys there, uh, you know, laugh out loud there a little bit. And at the same time, he um, also went on to say uh, we seem to share a lot of the similar interests. Uh, I believe that's because we're kind of talking about the same thing. We're roughly around the same age, stuff like that. So sounds like we're going to have a good thing going on here. Um, he'll be sure to stay tuned and listen and uh, tell his friends about it. So that sounds really good, and I'm like, really kind of choked up about it. That was great. Yeah, well, I know that you're a big fan of their show as well. And ah, I, yeah, I really like their show a lot. And I've listened to a few of them through your recommendation, recommendation and yeah, they, they put on a great show. Now, the only other feedback I got was from my wife, who basically can hear us through the wall. We're kind of loud. and Yeah, and we're kind of right next to the, room, the computer room that we have at my house. Uh, we're actually in a guest room right now recording, but... She heard a lot of ums and uhs coming out of the room. Yeah, I think tonight there could be a lot of pauses. Yeah, <laughs> rather than the ums. Now, I know there's already been quite a few because I've yeah, been Yeah, we're kind of subconscious to, not to do that now. I've been paying attention to that. But we're just going to let it fly. Well, and also the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little creative editing and maybe take out a few here and there if I there, can. There could be a few of those gone, a so. few of those pauses short enough for you guys. Now, the reason my wife was giving me uh, some, as she likes to put it, some constructive criticism. It was shit. Yeah, she was giving me shit for it. It was shit. Um, was basically because I am a member of an organization called Toastmasters. And for those of you not aware what Toastmasters is, it is an international organization. It's to help with better public speaking. Right. So you would think that... With all the practice you've had there, you'd be a lot better at public speaking. Yeah, the the big difference is that there I'm doing a at the longest a seven minute speech that not I a, prepared ahead of time. Not an hour and a half podcast, right? Right. Where and they even have improvisational speeches, and those are only one to two minutes. Right. And me, I've personally taken a journalism class and a two speech classes at school. So you would think I'd be a little better prepared too, but right. But keep in mind, too, that we, again, put these shows together. During the work week, we'll email each other back and forth ideas. But really, what we're going to say in the show is put together about five minutes before yeah, we record. it's pretty much all off the cuff. We're just kind of speaking to you guys live. So. so either you admire us for the fact that we put on a good show with only that much prep time, or... You're just sitting back laughing at us. So either way, it's cool. You're it's, listening. We're as long as you're it. listening, I'm good with it. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Again, we just want to thank the listeners. Thank you guys very much. Very cool, very supportive. Just uh, please continue to support us. It's only going to yeah. get better from here. And the only thing I would probably say, the the one thing that I would really love from the listeners is I would love to hear from the listeners a little bit more. Again, I really... I'm, it's only one episode. I'm, yeah. I'm, They're coming. I'm working on getting us a forum because I know that that's the easiest place for you guys right. to respond. Right, right. But if you... 
if you think about it, drop us an email. Again, it's starjoespodcast at gmail.com. I will give that information again at the end of the episode. But like I said, just drop us a line. Tell us what you think. If you have questions for us, if you have questions about the show, whatever. Yeah, good, bad, or indifferent, send us an email. We're just dying to know what you guys think. You know, let us know that, hey, you guys suck, but I'm going to keep listening. So Yeah, because I like what you're talking about, but, you know, right. you guys know. But right. then again... If you're interested and you like it, you know, let us know that too. It's always nice to get a nice pat on the back. Absolutely. Now, the reason why we did call this a one-half episode is for twofold reasons. Here we go. We're doing (laughs) math now. This is the math segment. One is, if anyone's read a comic book that was titled the one-half issue, usually it's a setup issue. Yeah, or issue zero sometimes. Right. Right. Issue zeros a lot of times are about like the origin of the character. So you, yeah, and that's what we did with our episode zero. Right. Is we told a little bit more about ourselves. Issue number half, one halves are usually setting you up for the regular series, and that's really what our one half episode's about. It's to set up the books that we're going to be talking about uh, and covering. But the other reason why we titled it a one half episode is because we're hoping that this will be the re- the record time for this will be about one half of what the last one was. Exactly. We kind of ran long last time. Our episodes are really not going to be that long. So really, again, thank you guys for listening that long. That was very not very, typically that long. Very good of you. Very yeah. very good of you. Maybe once we've had ten episodes or so yeah. and we're going, then when we know you guys are going to listen to us anyways, maybe then we'll do longer. We'll throw an extra long one in there for right. you. To, but yeah, normally you know the half hour to an hour range, more along the lines of an hour, but certain segments when we do just basically like a review or something like that, it could be a half hour, but normally just an hour. And 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 don't think we're cheating you. If we do do a half hour episode for any reason, which I'll probably the way I ramble will probably be definitely longer than a half hour. But if we do do a half hour episode, there'll be a lot more external material available as far as pictures or places for you guys to check out. Uh, that we'll provide to you. So it's not going to be just... We're in our baby stages yet. We're still growing. We need to crawl before we walk. Right. But, hey, if we find out that people are listening to us and the episodes are long anyways, and more and more people are listening, then, you know, I'll keep doing long episodes. We'll keep talking. we got no problem with that. We're We're more than happy to keep doing long episodes. Exactly. Exactly. But in the efforts to keep this one short, uh, what we're going to do next is we're going to go into our summaries of some of our uh, books that we're going to be covering in our segment known as... From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll go first, I guess. What we're looking at here is I'll go ahead and take the G.I. Joe books we're going to cover in depth. Well, let's first talk about what books we're covering in general. Sure, and sure. Then, and then you can start with the G.I. Joes. Uh, first off, uh, again, as we mentioned in the first episode, we're going to be covering G.I. Joe books, Transformers books, and Star Wars books. Really any 80s franchises for the most part, but those are the three franchises that have books out right now. Um, so when it comes to the G.I. Joe books, what are the titles that we're going to be covering? Well, right now there's basically two ongoing. One is called just G.I. Joe. And one is called uh, G.I. Joe Origins. Right. And there will be one coming up actually after Free Comic Book Day this May. There's going to be another series that's going to be starting after that. Right, right. It's going to be uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero. Yeah, they're just going to continue on from where they left off with the original old Marvel series. So that's great. Yeah, they're going to have issue 155 and a half. Again, half issues half setting issues, up yeah. what's coming up. Exactly. And uh, they will go from there and start a whole new series. So there'll actually be three G.I. Joe titles, and we will cover all of those. Right, right, because we're fans. We buy them. Right. Now, the ones that we are not covering that are G.I. Joe. 
are the ones based off the movie. Yeah, the movie ones are the like the special one shots. We might give a little nod to, or I know there was a GI Joe Cobra that lasted four issues long. It was very good, right? But it only lasted four issues, right? And that one I would definitely say we're covering because the GI Joe Cobra they're actually going to do a second part of right, it. Right, they're looking to bring it back, and that was absolutely. I, I know for you and for me was one of our favorite ones. Yeah, I liked it. I. Chuckles brought that character to life. Yeah, that was it. Made me actually care about what happened to Chuckles. He was I mean, relevant. Yeah, he it, it was, wasn't some background character. It was fantastic, and we probably actually will cover that miniseries in some at some point in a retro review. Right, maybe when they bring the new one back out, we'll yeah. give that a classic nod or something. Yeah, like that. that'd be great. Um, and then going from there, uh, Transformers wise, what will we be covering? Well, we're going to start off where it left off with All Hail Megatron. We'll probably get into that. Uh, but it's covering right now. It's uh, the new Transformers ongoing, ongoing, you know, yeah. through IDW, and there's also a four-shot miniseries titled Bumblebee. Right. Uh, there's going to be another one coming out. The Wreckers, I believe it's Last Stand of the Wreckers. Last Stand of the Wreckers, yeah, yeah. And so we'll be covering those as well. Right. Uh, the only Transformers titles that we won't be covering, and I think if anyone's listening to this, they probably are just like us and don't really care too much about it, but maybe we're wrong, is the ones that are, any of the comic books that are based off of the Transformers animated series, the more yeah, re- the recent ones. the recent one. ones, yeah. Or the UK stories, just because we simply don't read them. Right. And Not that there's nothing wrong with it, right. we just and don't I, read them. And to be fair, I don't want to act like I'm this old foggy guy that yeah. you know I don't want to give those ones a chance I gave that cartoon a chance and I gave a couple of those comics a chance I just didn't really care for them yeah I didn't really care for the style of the animated yeah because I mean I've liked I've liked a lot of stuff that's come out uh, of recent years that isn't just based on the old 80s stuff. right surprisingly enough I so did I but you know, when it came to that just not my cup of tea it is obviously geared towards little kids Right. So that might be the reason why I didn't yeah. care for it as much. Um, well, with the new um, Super Friends Squad, or what, the X-Men Squad, what is it called again? Oh, uh, Superhero Squad. Yeah, yeah. That cartoon? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, and I think it's a, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's definitely geared towards little kids. And in yeah. all fairness, Chuck, you have more of a reason to sit down and watch that than I do. Yeah, I have a couple of little kids. But yeah, it's, it's really good. It just It doesn't really go into too much depth of the character. It just gives your... What they're basically about and what they do, and it's just really fun. It half hour worth of fun. Yeah, and it hits the basics of what those characters are. Like Hulk smashes things, and right. Wolverine wants to cut things, and yeah, it's you know Spider Man wants to make wisecracks, and Iron Man wants to be in charge, but everyone really pays attention to Captain, Captain America. America. Right. So yeah, so you you it's a great show, definitely geared towards little kids, but it's still done I don't know if I'd say well. it's a great show, but it's a fun show. It's done a lot pretty well. You can catch it. Uh, well, I don't know, check your local listings, but around our area, it's usually generally on in the a.m., so. Okay. So, and I'm not awake in the a.m., so, unless I have to go to work, so. That might be why I don't catch it too often, but. Well, you're, you know, if you got a day off, you might yeah. want to check I it. I got a DVR if I really want it. There you go, DVR t <laughs> That's right. All right. Now, back, back uh, on track here. Yeah, back on track, the, t- the Star Wars titles we'll be covering is, uh, there's right now a Star Wars Clone Wars title. There is Star Wars Legacy. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and Star Wars Invasion, as well as Star Wars Dark Times. So you've got about five titles going on. The Star Wars Clone Wars, I actually found out just recently, it was originally based on the Star Wars Clone Wars Digest issues. Then they decided to go into actual full-size comic books. And I actually read the most recent issue, and they inform at the end of that. And spoilers for anyone out there ahead of time, but... They are actually planning on going back to the digest format, 
which I'm not necessarily a big fan of, but I will, if I can get my hands on it through DCBS, I will certainly continue collecting the Clone Wars titles, simply because I love the storylines that they've been doing in there. The artwork's kind of cartoony, but the stories have been really good. Yeah, the stories are really good. I know you let me borrow the episode or the episodes, I'm sorry, the issues, and I've read most of them but the last two, and it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I, but I really enjoy the cartoon, too. Yeah, absolutely. So so if you're a fan of the cartoon, definitely check those out. They're, yeah, if they're you very like the, good. Yeah, if you like the animated series that's on Cartoon Network right now, and really, if you're a Star Wars fan, I think you might like it, because... And you're only up to 12 issues now, yeah, so it's e- not that much. Even if you didn't like the new prequel movies, you could still like the animated cartoon that's on Cartoon Network. So. Sure, sure. It's, it's a great cartoon. I like it. It's usually on late at night. Yeah. 10 o'clock. Like 9, yeah, I think around 9 o'clock, 9.30 on Cartoon Network on Fridays. Right, again, check your local listings for whatever you're in there. So with that being said, let's go ahead and go into what we're going to do is basically a summary of basically what's happened in these books up to this point to give you a little bit of a background. Yeah, just to get you caught up on what's going on if you don't know what's going on with the stories. And then regularly through the weeks, uh, we'll just cover the issues that come out. So, but right now it's just going to be a background of what happened and get you caught up of uh, so you're pretty much on the date where we are. And again, we didn't do a whole lot of preparing. At least I didn't do a whole lot of preparing. Chuck did a little bit more than I did. I have some notes. So we're not going to cover story arc by story arc necessarily. Chuck may, maybe will. But especially for the Star Wars books that I'm covering, there's like 50-some issues in some of yeah, them. Yeah, there's a lot. So I know basically what happened. I'll give you the rundown of what happened in them. And then when we do retro reviews or something like that, we'll cover actual Yeah, we can get into more, more depth. Yeah, sure. So, All right, Chuck, uh, why don't you go ahead and go into the G.I. Joe titles? Yeah, let's just start off with G.I. Joe. Uh, G.I. Joe. Uh, basically, issue started out with issue zero. Basically, it had four different covers. It introduces uh, the three titles that were out at that time, which would have been G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe Origins, and G.I. Joe Cobra. Introduces? Introduces. We'll yeah. edit that. <laughs> There you go. I'm not editing that one. <laughs> well, you got to put it in a blooper reel. Okay. All right, here we go. It started off with the character designs. Uh, basically, it introduces Duke, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, General Hawk, Destro, Heavy Duty, which is really Roadblock. I don't know why they're doing this to me. He looks exactly like Roadblock, but we're calling him Heavy Duty. No, we're not. I'm calling him Roadblock. Yeah, I, I would call him Roadblock also. And, and if there's a listener, actually, to ask for some feedback, if, if there's a listener out there who knows exactly why yeah, I'm not they really can't sure. call him Roadblock... I heard there's some legal issue behind it. Maybe they can't use the name. Yeah, I'm not sure, but, but yeah, if you guys know... Email us. and Email us, let us know, because... We'll, we'll talk about it on the show. I almost took a pen and just wrote Roadblock in the issue. Uh, and also The Baroness. And there's some G.I. Joe interviews with the uh, writers and stuff like that. And then it, uh, there's a G.I. Joe Confidential in the back. But basically, it, it leads in... Uh, we see, you know, Beachhead and Duke. Nice pictures there. It's, it's a good story. It was an intro introduction. 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 For that not-so-fresh-feeling... introduction, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mom, I don't feel so fresh. <laughs> basically, it was an introduction of what's going on with each issue. So, it's a, basically, the first couple of pages of each story was issue zero. Yeah. But So, we'll cover that in issue one. Yeah. So, moving on to issue one. Basically, <laughs> there were three standard uh, covers for that one as well here. Basically, what we see is, inside of there, there's uh, some smuggling going on there. Duke captures one of the smugglers, and his last words is Cobra. So what's going on? Who knows what this Cobra thing is? Uh, we see a nice picture of inside of the pit. They've redesigned that. And Dial Tone, that character, is now a woman. What happened there? See, I'm a big fan of that change. I thought the Dial Tone from the cartoon series 
was annoying. Yeah, he didn't really have a lot going on there, but what he did, he wasn't really... He was like a minor character. He's a background character, let's be honest. But I understand that, but I, I, I'm fine. They changed him him into a woman. You know, I'm, I'm indifferent. If you want to change them all into women, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and yeah. it's G.I. Jane. <laughs> We've seen that movie. Not too good. Not one of Demi Moore's better. It's all right. It's not striptease. It's livable. All right. And then we also see, you know, Scarlet Shipwreck, Torpedo, Hawk, Snake Eyes... Um, Snake Eyes takes a whole, you know, crime syndicate out there. It's a weapons manufacturer and boss. Uh, but the bad guy gets away. The head henchman there, he gets As away. As they often do. They always do. And Snake Eyes sends Scarlet some proof of what they're actually looking for, uh, with it being like a gun, piece of gun. It's like not real metal, so stuff like that. So he wants it to analyze and stuff like that. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Edit that. <laughs> and Shipwreck uh, actually finds something in the ocean. It's a box. They salvage it, and they're pulling up, and G.I. Joe are just investigating it inside the pit, and that's issue one, basically, in a nutshell. Uh, issue number two, we're looking at, again, three different covers for that one. You always get the variant covers, so... Uh, but well, the I don't always get the variant covers. I don't always get them, either. If you find them, get them. I look, for, I look for... When we're looking at the covers for these issues, I look for the cover that I like the best. Chuck looks for the cover that doesn't have Snake Eyes on it. Yeah, <laughs> on all these issues of G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes is on more than half. And let's be fair, we both like Snake Eyes. He's a great character, but he's way overused. Yeah, and we know there's huge fans of Snake Eyes. Yeah, we're not trying to diss Snake Eyes. Like, he's needed, he's great, he's a good character. You need him for the Storm Shadow fights, but he's just way overused. I'm like... Wolverine is with the X Men. Yep. This is way overused. I know it's a or Deadpool nowadays. Yeah, well, they just set him up for the movie. Yeah, but again, GI Joe number two. Uh, the Joes are end up testing weapon there. We see Stalker, Leatherneck, and Rikondo. They're following the uh, crime boss there that got away from Snake Eyes. Yeah. Okay. It's not really much going on in that issue there. The Joes they wreck their jeep and then they're back in the pit and Doc's doing some tests on that gun that Snake Eyes sent to Scarlet there. It actually ends up being ceramic and plastic polymers. And it's actually free of any metal, so very undetected through metal detectors. So he's an arms dealer. We find out that the guy that they're chasing is an arms dealer. And the Joes are still investigating a mysterious box that Shipwreck pulled up out of the water. Uh, actually, And ended, I love what they did with that box, by the way. Exactly, which leads into this. Uh, we actually see uh, uh, Lord James McCullen. He's watching the Joes from a remote castle. We also see you know, the Baroness. She sneaks in through the underwater through the lake there and under and into the castle. The box then opens up. We do see some uh, spy robots come out and start shooting up the place, so that's pretty cool. But they're actually controlled by, uh, you know, James McCullen and his uh, henchman guys there. Uh, Joe is shot, and he dies. <laughs> he didn't live. Do you remember which Joe? Or well, it was it just a it's green, just, shirt, yeah, green one of those, shirt Joe? Yeah, generic okay. guys there. Those of you who are maybe not familiar with G.I. Joe, but maybe are familiar with Star Trek, and we've already discussed last episode our feelings on Star Trek. On Star Trek, they have what's called red shirts, which are the no-names that you know at some point in the episode they are going to die. Right, and this this is one of those just generic G.I. Joe guys who gets shot, right. and he gets killed. And your generic G.I. Joe characters are green shirts. green shirts. Yeah. And I'm sure that came from the fact of Star Trek being having red shirts. Yeah, or the fact that they wear green shirts. Well, you know. Yeah. But these are definitely guys that are expendable, yeah. let's say. Exactly. And then at the end of the issue there, you see uh, the Baroness, she actually pulls a gun on James McCullen and calls him Destro for the first time. And he doesn't have the mask on yet, so you see what he looks like without that. I know that was a big thing back in the Marvel days. Yeah. Wanting to know what he looked like under the mask. Issue three here, again, we have the three variant covers. You can check those out. Did you ever try pulling his head off of the figure to see if you could... 
no, if there was on oh, Seattle. That was, yeah. Maybe that was just me. Maybe. But. That was pretty much, you know, it didn't wasn't rubber. You couldn't no, it wasn't. Mask on, no, so. it wasn't. But. All right, where are you going with this? I don't know. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, Trying the, to add a little spice to it. Under spice, yeah. <laughs> it's telling me to pick it up then. Uh, G.I. Joe issue number three, The Pit's Under Attack uh, by Desperate Spy Robots. There's about six of them all together. So the Joes uh, battle the robots at the pit. The Joes take out some of the robots, but one of them's trying to reach the surface to signal the location of the, of the pit back to Destro. And that's the issue number three there. Not a lot going on there. Issue number four, uh, Destro defeats the Baroness with the help of his little dog friend. Now she's a prisoner, and all the spy robots are destroyed but one. Tunnel Rad and Scarlet go after him through the pipework and ductwork of the pit before he reaches the surface and actually alerts the little secret location of the pit. And Duke is assembling a team of Joes outside of the pit area there in the desert where they're at to stop the final spy robot from transmitting the location to Destro back at his castle. And that's issue four. Uh, issue five, again, we have the three variant covers. Um, the Joes finally destroy the last and final robot. Destro, it stops his plan from learning the secret location of the pit. So Destro actually fails. And then he tries to convince the Baroness that it's not really a failure and he wants to continue, you know, trying to work in on his mass device because that's the thing that he's going to use to... Once he found out the secret location of the Joe pit, he was going to use that to beam some uh, troopers there to Yeah, attack. because the massive mass device in the comics is basically... You, it's a teleporter. Right, it's, it's a, yeah, transportation device for matter. And imagine, and, they, and if you really think about it, that works great for a military story because... What's the ultimate weapon? It's not a nuclear bomb. It's not anything. It's to be able to get your men in and out of a situation. Yeah, quickly. Quickly. Right. I mean, imagine being able to drop an entire military in one spot at a specific time. Have them defeat you know them the and take them back there, out. And then yeah. bring them right back out. Which they, they did in the cartoon. So it was really cool that they in, put this in from the cartoon. They bring this element to the new comic. So that was cool. And then uh, actually Stalker, it goes back and flashes back to Stalker and his team were actually close to capturing the arms dealer. The only lead the Joes have of Cobra is that arms dealer, so that's the only way they're chasing him. Uh, but actually, Snake Eyes actually stops the Joes in this issue and chases him by himself. Yeah. So now he's like renegade. He's like gone rogue. And I think there was some mention in er- the earlier episodes, even before this, that Snake Eyes was kind of off on his own, that he wasn't part of G.I. Joe anymore. Right. He, he was like a traitor. Yeah, he's sorts. gone rogue, yeah. But this is where you actually see him attacking other Joes. So he's on the scene, but he doing his own thing. Now, um, issue number six here, again, with the three covers, uh, Destro demonstrates the new mass device. He demonstrates it on himself to the Baroness, and he teleports himself around the world to, to any destination, but he ends up battling Snake Eyes. They beam to a ship. In that battle between him and Snake Eyes, that arms dealer is killed. So that's the only proof they had that Cobra existed, and that guy's dead. Snake Eyes does send some intel back to Scarlet about what happened, that the, they can't find a guy anymore and that Cobra is still trying to prove that Cobra exists. Uh, but something goes wrong when Destro tries to come back from the device. So he has to, something goes terribly wrong, so he has to encase himself in the Destro mask and suit. Right. So that's where we first Messes get that. Him up, yeah. So. so he's in a self-containment suit now and he, without that he can't live. Then Destro, he has to keep wearing that mask. So now we see the real, you know, the comic Destro, the iconic Destro. So we're going on with that. And the Joes learn... Like, General Hawk will learn that Snake Eyes was actually sending Scarlet information about Cobra. So she's placed under, you know, arrest and held for a court-martial. So that was the big thing there in Issue 6. 
Issue 7, we actually have four variant covers in this issue. So oh, nice. Yeah, whatever. By Three the, wasn't enough. Like by the, yeah, yeah, buy the one you want, you know, whatever. By the time they get to issue 25, there's going to be 18 of them, so. Again, buy the one that you like. <laughs> so issue 7, Scarlet's on trial. Or for... really buy all of them because maybe that'll keep the series going forever. Yeah, if you're into and variant then, covers, just buy them all. Then we can have this podcast going forever. Yeah, then we can just keep going. Yeah, good idea. There you go. Buy them all. Buy them all. Yeah. So, issue seven, Scarlet's on trial for assisting the renegade snake eyes, and she's facing a court-martial, and as a G.I. Joe, court-martial means execution. Yeah. Okay, so her life's on the line here. For those of you that don't know that. Her life's (laughs) on the line here. So, her only hope is to uh, free yourself, is to have snake eyes prove that Cobra exists, and he's out there running rogue trying to do that to save Scarlet. So, we see snake eyes, uh, he seeks out the help of Mainframe, who's actually an AWOL Joe living in Seattle right now. And the reason behind that is found out in Origins as to why Mainframe right. is out on his own. And he's kind of become his own traitor. Or yeah, he's been gone for quite a while, for a couple of years, yeah. But he ends up uh, convincing Mainframe to try to help him out. They're, they chase Cobra. Uh, chasing Cobras, too. Destro has been abducted by Cobra by order of the Baroness. So the Baroness has Destro captured for the whole mass failure incident here. And he's actually taken to uh, Cobra HQ there. Because not bad enough you have your face messed up. Let's kill you, too. Yeah, so you failed Cobra. You cost him a lot of money. We're going to kill you. That's that's how these terrorist these, these organizations work. Yeah. Yeah, so don't get messed up with those kids. And also we see the introduction of a new Joe uh, cover girl in this issue. And uh, she is quite hot if, for a cartoon. If, I was going to tell you, if you get turned on by... For cartoon, cartoon animation, right? There are people out there. I'm just I understand that. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. Teach his own. Yeah. Issue number eight here again with the three variant covers. Uh, Flynn actually finds Castle Destro, um, and his team finds the castle almost empty. I say almost because there's one of those giant robots that was there at their pit, there to guard the uh, castle and greet the Joes with some friendly fire. Uh, Snake has a mainframe on the road, uh, headed towards Springfield, and they're looking to prove that Cobra exists. Destro's uh, fate is a question capture of Cobra because he doesn't know if he's going to live or die. That's pretty much what goes on in issue 8. Issue 9, again, we have the three variant covers. Right. And we find Destro aboard a Cobra sub. His destination is unknown at this point in time. But the Joes have taken Castle Destro with two other Joes being killed. Again, they name some names here. It's Six-Gun and Hattrick. Again, your lesser-known quality G.I. Joes. Not that big of a loss. But again, two, two guys die. So you'll have that. Uh, Snake has a mainframe find out one of the servers for CobraNet, which is the secret communication network used by Cobra. And actually, uh, Springfield is actually uh, guarded by a single agent of Cobra. And he actually, this guy really kicks ass. There's a huge battle scene going on there. It actually takes Snake Eyes down in this uh, issue here. So Snake Eyes looks like he gets defeated here. Snake Eyes doesn't look as much like the badass that he Exactly. He He can be dealt with by this guy. And Mainframe is trapped uh, under some rubble there. It's looking grim, because if these guys fail, then Scarlet actually faces death. Now, the one thing I'm afraid of, especially after seeing that issue, and I love the fact that just a common Cobra thug could go one go toe-to-toe with Snake Eyes. Yeah, but we don't really know if it's a common Cobra thug or not right now. True. And I hope either they go one of two ways. Either that you find out that that wasn't a common Cobra thug. Yeah, it could be some special assassin ninja right. type guy or, or something else. That you find out that Snake Eyes is building up to being a total badass. Yeah, he's not. He's not working out right. Right, right now, yeah. Because if that was just a normal thug, 
and he took Sega's down a big band ninja, ninja commando and, yeah and then he, and then all of a sudden a later issue storm shadow shows up and snake eyes is able to handle him handily then bring back the other guy who kicked his ass yeah exactly yeah. evidently storm shadow isn't as much of a badass as we think he was so yeah but we, uh, we'll moving, see. To, we'll moving see. on to issue 10 here uh we start off we're in springfield here snake eyes actually survives the battle barely uh with that cobra agent there and Mainframe actually finds a hidden subterranean chamber under the streets of Springfield. And Cobra tries to eliminate the two Joes with a smart bomb. So they drop the smart bomb on the whole city of Springfield. And again, if they fail, Scarlet dies. Uh, the Baroness brought Destro to Section Zero, which is actually Cobra's secret Arctic base, where the mass device is being perfected. Uh, we actually are introduced to a new Cobra character right here in this issue. It's Dr. Mindbender. So if anybody likes Dr. Mindbender, here's where he's at. Um, and I thought they did a great job with introducing him. Yeah, yeah. He's just one of Cobra Scientist guys. He's there. I like him being the rival of Destro. Yeah, they did a little play on that, yeah. so, which was good. Mainframe actually calls the Joes for a medical evac to save Snake Eyes because he's critically wounded here at this point. Uh, moving on to issue 11, again with the three variant covers. Uh, so Cobra had dropped the bomb in Springfield, if you remember in the last episode there, and uh, planned to kill Snake Eyes and Mainframe and say it was a tornado. So they're trying to cover it up already. Joe survive and have a sample of Cobra's bio computer drive. So they got this, like, I guess, mutant ooze, like if you're a Ninja Turtle fan. <laughs> so they got this stuff in a container. But in a technical side of in it. In a technical way, sure. It's not going to transform into Ninja Turtle snake eyes, right. but they have this stuff. Fearing for her life at this point, Scarlet actually escapes where she's being held captive in the pit waiting a court-martial. Yeah, this was actually probably one of my favorite issues. There's a lot going on in this issue, yeah. Because Scarlet turns into a badass. The the mutant-genic stuff, or whatever it is, is they find out is actually like a super hard drive. It, this liquid can hold yeah, tons of Tons memory. of information, yeah. Uh, but she escapes, and, and due to a power failure, uh, it, the event that she escaped into is, is caused a flood. So she gets knocked by the water, and she's left unconscious, and the water's rising, so maybe she'll drown. Who knows? Didn't, didn't they bring Tunnel Rat into this issue also to help try to track her down? Exactly, exactly. I love and, Tunnel uh, Rat. He's a popular character among those... Uh, One of the only good things that came out of G.I. Joe the movie. You didn't like Big Lob? No, Big Lob, no. no. I did like Law and Order. Law and Order, yeah, they I, were in there. They had a few comedic lines. Well, yeah. he had, he had a few comedic yeah, yeah. <laughs> The dog, not so he much. He didn't speak much, yeah. And I think Chuckles was in that too, but he didn't speak. Not at Never all. Never spoke, yeah. So Destro and Dr. Mindbender, they continue to work on the mass device, but they fail again. Moving on to issue 12, again with the three variant covers. The Joes come to Springfield uh, to rescue Snake Eyes and Mainframe. After a failed attempt, another failed attempt at the mass device, Destro uh, convinces the Baroness to continue the Mass Device program because she wants to shut it down and just kill Destro. So they plan to kidnap this doctor guy. His name is uh, Gerald Orzama. And I actually wrote that down because I didn't remember that. Uh, to help with the Mass experiment. So uh, Scarlet's cleared with the evidence that Snake Eyes and Mainframe bring back after the medical evac here. So she gets cleared. She's not going to be put to death with the court martial here. So that's good news for you Scarlet fans out there. So to prove Cobra's existence, so the two Joes are reinstated. So they're back in the fold, so Mainframe's not AWOL anymore, and Snake Eyes is not AWOL anymore. But the, at the end of the episode here, at the end of the issue, uh, Snake Eyes actually leaves the pit to travel to New York City to seek the Hard Master, which is his mentor. So we have that. And in uh, issue 13, we see Beachhead and Tripwire. This is uh, the kind of story kind of finished right there at this time. we got a new story picking up here. 
we're introduced to uh, a beachhead tripwire, and they're in a jungle firefight. And after the rescue of a senator who had been captured by these uh, Colombian guys, he was there for like six months being captured by these Colombians. So they sent the Joes in to go rescue him. And Beachhead and Tunnel Rat, Beachhead uh, and Tripwire, I'm sorry, actually seek the help of Tunnel Rat in this issue too to help navigate through some uh, dark tunnels in his temple that these Colombians have him pinned down in. The Colombian guys actually chase him into the, uh, what was it, a temple? Yeah, they actually chase him into the temple, but those guys actually get lost and they get confused and they're kind of trapped in there. But with the help of Tunnel Rat, the good guys, Tripwire and Beachhead, are able to escape and uh, get out of there. And I love that issue also because it was basically a buddy flick version in comic book form. Exactly. You, know, you took your you know, lethal weapon movies or something like that, whereas the action buddy heroes getting through a difficult situation. Right, you basically had two Joes in this story, and it was Tripwire and Beachhead, and they worked together. To, to get out of the situation. And there was a lot of funny parts to it. and Yeah, it was it was a good read. It was a good read. And I would say, if you're going to pick up one issue out of that series, for me, my taste, <laughs> it would be that one issue because it's a self-contained issue for the most part. For the most part. It's just a fun read. Yeah, it's, it's a very entertaining, very good. So it's a good place to jump on if you don't want to go back and pick up the other, you know, 12 issues. Yeah. And hopefully you, you know enough about G.I. Joe that yeah. you don't have to go back. But, hey, go back. And there's not many issues. There was 12 yeah. issues, so... Yeah, it's not a lot. I mean, I'm not sure... That I, there's a couple more that I just go to you know, go to my local comic book store and pick up. I just haven't done it yet. I'm kind of lazy like that. All right. So, uh, do you want to go into Origins, or do you want me to pick up on a Star Wars title, or... I'll, I'll just continue through Origins here okay. real fast. Uh, again, through IDW, it's uh, G.I. Joe Origins, basically explaining the origin of G.I. Joe, how these guys came to be. And basically, first issue here, number one... Two people are jumping out of an airplane here. It ends up being Scarlet and Duke. They're paratrooping down, and they're in the desert, and they need to get out of the desert to survive. It's their training. Then we're uh, with some uh, drug lords, some ATF guys here. They have a house surrounded, and people start shooting at them. We don't know who they are. Back in the desert, it's the next morning. Scarlet's hitchhiking. Somebody picks her up. Duke jumps in. They're riding off along. Passenger gets kind of scared, pulls a gun on him kicked him out of the car. Not a, really a lot going on. You see Snake Eyes in this one, but again, he's all bandaged up. He's in a bed. Something's going down, so he scribbles a note saying, get me out of here. There's one bad guy in here. He calls himself Chimra or Chimara or C-H-I-M-E-R-A if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Who knows? But he's the guy who's holding the ATF guys up in the house there, and he's just shooting people left and right. You really, he's got a, like a, he took a painting and he cut a piece of the painting out and he wears that as his face. So you really don't see him, what's going on here. But he ends up going into the hospital to try to find Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes escapes. So that's issue one. Issue two, G.I. Joe Origins. Uh, they escape with Snake Eyes, the Joes do, uh, to a motel. So basically they're just hiding Snake Eyes out because somebody's trying to kill him. And you know how Snake Eyes is. He's not saying much these days. It's a joke. But then, then. <laughs> That's a joke. So and then we come to a, a funeral scene. It's kind of sad. They think they did it. They died. And again, it's just basically... Uh, it's introduction to the characters. There's really not much else going on in this issue. You, you see a couple of other guys. A couple of like mountain thuggy guys. One guy comes in and he's like the boss. And really Duke and Scarlet are kind of just watching out for Snake Eyes at the hotel. Not much going on there. Issue number three. Introduced to a couple more guys. 
We got Rock and Roll, again, Heavy Duty, but you know what, that's Roadblock, so we're just going to call him Roadblock. <laughs> and then we have Breaker, too. So, again, you see the Rock and Roll starts, you know... I can tell and, the Roadblock thing is a real sore subject for you. He looks like Roadblock. He Why don't they just call him Roadblock? They call him Heavy Duty. I don't know. Rock and Roll starts playing the, hey, you know, Scarlet, you're pretty cute kind of card, so... She kind of turns him down, but he tried. Yeah. So we'll give him that. And then the Joes are... Guy's got to try. He's so. got to try, yeah. Because, well, you know, what else is there to do? Right. Right. Snake Eyes uh, wheels himself out of his little hotel room. At this point, he's in a wheelchair, bandaged face. He goes into the uh, his hotel lobby there, and he's talking to one of the guys, and he notices Ninja Katana sword there. Which is a nice little nod to yeah. the fact that Snake Eyes uses a sword as well as a gun. Exactly. And that he will eventually own that katana. Right, exactly. So he's not just the commando we thought he was. He ends up being a great little ninja. And then the Joes are in a plane. They're going to parachute out and see what's going on down at these... The innkeeper there starts telling them a little story about the blade and stuff like that. And we panel to the Joes popping out of the airplane trying to secure the area here. Basically, that's pretty much it. They, they're looking for the secret underground, I guess, base of these guys. Uh, they see some tire tracks, they stop, they know exactly where it is, but they need to know how to get inside of there, and then they learn that, hey, uh, what's going on with this? Who knows? There's really not much going on. <laughs> you realize this. they can't see the pages you're looking at Yeah, right there's now. really not a lot going on with this issue. <laughs> hey, hey, who's this? I don't know. Like, you're looking at the page, they have yeah. no idea what the hell no you're clue. talking about. I know. <laughs> yeah, this one, for me, G.I. Joe Origins, I kind of really know a lot about the story anyway, so... But you don't know a lot about this story. I know a lot about this story, but I know a lot about the back issues of the Joes. True, but so, they definitely have changed up a lot of things. Yeah, they have. I mean, we talked about the whole dial tone issue. Yeah, so. that was in the other one, though. And there's, there's a cross between what's going on in the G.I. Joe versus the G.I. Joe Origins. They're really two separate books. They don't really co-mingle very well. They, they're separate. See, I actually think differently. I think they do co-mingle well because a lot of times what's happening in G.I. Joe, they go... In G.I. Joe Origins, they go back to what started that or what caused that. I mean, uh, the pit you saw in the first issues of G.I. Joe, you saw the pit. Well, in G.I. Joe Origins, you find out how did they get the pit because it actually wasn't G.I. Joe's to it begin with. It wasn't G.I. Joe's to begin with, yeah. Which was something I loved. I actually, I thought the first story arc of G.I. Joe Origins was amazing because it did have great ties to what I was reading in the regular G.I. Joe series. Yeah, it's kind of like... Pre GI Joe, I guess. Right, exactly. So, it's that's why it's called GI Joe Origins. Yes. <laughs> clever title. It works. Not only is it so a clever to, name, you have to pay attention to the fact it says Origins, not just GI Joe, because you have to find yeah. out where they came from. And inside the O in Origins, there's a nice little crosshair. Yeah. So that you're ready to aim at me. So right. <laughs> no, and issue four. Uh, basically, we're back in Nevada. We're back at the. New location of the pit spoiled that for me there. But that's okay. Uh, the Joes are scoping it out, waiting for daybreak to try to break in. Snake Eyes, in the last issue, he ends up taking the katana blade and he goes into the uh, pool hall area of the um, motel there. So he wants to pay some guys to fly him so he can catch up with the rest of his comrades here because they have left him behind, thinking he was too wounded to carry on. So he ends up getting some uh, clothes from one mannequin there and the flight gear, so he takes his bandages off. He convinces these guys to fly him to the location where his comrades are, his buddies are. Innkeeper notices he's gone, but it's too late by then. The Joes actually uh, bust in to the pit area there. 
and they are confronting the bad guys there. Uh, Snake Eyes gives the guy the coordinates. He wrote them down to fly him where his buddies are. And you would think they're just going to like land the plane in the desert and he's going to be able to you know, walk out. But they realize that there's really no place to land. Yeah, so... So Snake Eyes decides he's going to jump. Yeah, and he doesn't really have a parachute, which is really pretty badass. So they get kind of low, they fly, and he jumps, and those guys can't believe it. Well, he does the tuck and roll, and he looks like he's dead. So yep. the guys in the plane are like, man, he's, this guy's not moving. I don't know what's going on with him. No, no, wait a minute. They look all surprised. He's up and running. So uh, he's actually running toward his comrades who are uh, in a firefight at the pit. So that's pretty much the issue, end of that issue there. Picks up in issue number five, G.I. Joe Origins. We see the guys there are under attack in the pit by the uh, the bad guys there. They throw a grenade, blow a couple of them up. Uh, Snake Eyes is still fighting his way to his fallen comrades, but none have fell. The bad guys have. Snake Eyes uh, eventually makes his way inside, joins the firefight with his friends here. It was okay. It had some good scenes. I know, it wasn't as good as the other one. You're, you're not a fan of the origins. I really origins. don't care. Yeah, I, it's like... I don't know why you're not a fan of it. I don't know. I, I'm a huge fan of origins. Lately, it hasn't been as good, but the early story arc is, I thought was phenomenal. The very first story arc really grabbed me and brought me into what this, this new version of G.I. Joe is. Yeah. And we find out that they actually rigged a place to blow, and it's going to blow if they don't get out of there, so... They have some time, and they actually take Breaker, and he's, like, trying to crack the code, and, and, and this, he tries to do it, but to no avail, the message gets sent. And then Snake Eyes is actually there, and he's, like, mortally wounded. His head was on fire, so that kind of would explain a lot about why he killed, continues to wear the mask there. And we see him at the end of the episode where Scarlet's got him in his arms. Maybe there's a possible love interest there. Who knows? And he goes, uh, at the end of it, they go, like, look at this place. You know, it doesn't really quite look like a pit anymore with the lights on. So, there you go. And he spoiled it for me, folks. But that's okay. Yeah, spoil it for you. Everyone <laughs> knows it's the pit. I guess so. I guess. Then we continue on here with issue six. They kind of start a new story here. Uh, we see the Joes. Again, another n- night parachute drop here. So typical of these guys. Uh, typical military, too. Yeah, that's true. Let's see, we need, to get in, we need to get in some place. Right. Do you want to go broad daylight, or do you want to go In the cover time? of night, yeah, yeah, I guess. But it just they already did that before, and now they're doing it again. And like, and we're on issue six. You know how many times the military actually well, does that? Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, on issue six, I mean, give me something different. Give me... And it's, it's like a well, desert location, them, too. You know, it's you the same thing. want them coming thing. in the hail storm or something like that? Well, I mean, you get a parachute. Where do you snow? think the enemies are right now? In the desert? In the desert. Really? Um, Middle East, Afghanistan, all that Let's ringing a bell. not offend anybody here. Not offending anyone. I'm saying right. that's where the enemies are right now. All right. We're not going <laughs> to push our political views on people, but yeah, that's where they are. That's They're in the they desert. Are. They're in the desert. We gave it out. You guys hide. Now go find them. Go find them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is a really good issue here. I really like this issue a lot better than the previous ones, simply because there's a lot more action here. Scarlet ends up finding somebody that she actually was a friend with before, who was a journalist. Kind of does a number on him, beats the crap out of him, which is cool to see Scarlet kick some ass. Because as a woman, you you would think, you know, weaker character. No, not really. She can, no, she can kick your ass. Scarlet can kick some ass. She can kick your ass. And I would let her. Well, hell yeah, you would. <laughs> Why would you not? So she ended up being uh, overrun by a couple other bad guys. And uh, Scarlet and the journalist friend are kind of tied up there. They don't know how they're going to get out. Scarlet tells them that, hey, can you reach the hairpin I got in my hairpin in my hair? 
ends up being a her knife. Hairpin and her hairpin. Hairpin and her hairpin. We'll right. edit that. Okay. Uh, so it ends up being a knife, and she ends up cutting self free from the ropes. That's good. That's really not much else going on here. They, at the end, they get out. Scarlet has to explain herself to General Hawk why she's endangering civilians. Blah 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 blah. And again. For me, that ties into what was going on in G.I. Joe, because Scarlet was under arrest. and you know. Yeah, but this was for something different here. And this is what we were tie in, I guess, in this issue here, issue number, uh, what we got here, seven, with a mainframe tie-in. Right. So this is what you were speaking of earlier. We actually see uh, the Joes on another night mission surprise. A lot of that going on. It actually takes mainframe, and he's back in the, in the hospital bed here. So he's kind of bored. Scarlet brings him an iPod and some things like that. So he's can't be bored. Hey, and it ties to the podcast. There we go. There we go. He was so probably listening to he's our probably show. He's listening to us, yeah. Good for him. So she brings him a laptop, too, so he has something to do instead of just sit there in bed. Because those computer guys, they like their uh, little technological sound toys. That's right. So mainframes. And they guy. like Scarlet visiting them. Well, who wouldn't? Then uh, we see uh, him doing some research and stuff like that in the comic book. And we do see Snake Eyes uh, working out. And Mainframe doing a little rehab there. So you see the two Snake Eyes in Mainframe again. Yep. And then uh, you do see the cool tattoo that Snake Eyes has on his arm. The Which, Arkashi tattoo. Right. Which goes back to his training. His ninja training. Ninja training, exactly. So if you didn't know that by now, Snake Eyes is a ninja. Ninja commando. Ninja commando, yeah. Then uh, Mainframe out for a little walk here. Snake Eyes sneaks up behind him with a blade. Just to let him know he's there. Because... Uh, Mainframe's kind of confused. He doesn't know if he wants to be a Joe or not anymore. But he stays with it. The next issue, uh, we actually have the return of Larry Hama for this issue. And surprise, surprise, Snake Eyes is on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> we have another fight here. Scarlet taking on some other guys, kicking their ass. And this one wasn't. Nothing, and this one really changed. wasn't a big. This story arc, I wasn't really a big fan of. This is when uh, GI Joe Origins started kind of tanking a little bit. Yeah, from started going a little just story down. wise. Yeah. yeah. What I'm hoping is, because this took place in an embassy and everything, for the most part, I'm kind of hoping maybe this whole embassy thing has, has some ties to Cobra somehow. Yeah, where it goes, or, yeah, really, I don't know. But anyway, the Snake Eyes actually drives back to the motel where they were before. I guess he wants to give the sword back to the guy, but, again, you see his face, he's all bandaged up and everything like that, so... So you don't see his face. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but... He's all bandaged up again. He doesn't really look like the Snake Eyes. What I'm describing is he doesn't look like the Snake Eyes that you know with right. the, the mask on. He's, he's all in bandages with sunglasses on. One of the things I like about this issue here is above the little outside area of the pit, we do see a shadow of a oh, timber wolf. Yeah. Or a coyote. It might be a coyote. In the desert, it might be a coyote. But it's a nice little nod But it's a nice little timber. touch, yeah. It's a nice little touch. I like that. So, and then uh, walking inside the area there, we see Snake Eyes with his sword... And we see him pull out an Uzi, the traditional Uzi, the commando part. So he's got a little bit of both. And then you see the wolf try to attack Snake Eyes here. And he jumps him. And then he kind of runs out and runs away. Yep. So again, a nice nod. I like that. That was good. Because if you had the... I'm a big fan of Timber, so... Yeah, if you had the 1985 Snake Eyes figure that came with Timber, as opposed to the original Snake Eyes action figure, he didn't come with a dog. Right. So, and the first one didn't come with swords. What do you got against coming with a dog? I like that. Okay. Anytime you get an, uh, an action figure with a pet, that's nice. Although you were not bonus a bonus accessory. You were not a fan of Crocmaster, though. I didn't really care that much for him. No. Even though he came with a gigantic alligator. Yeah, he guarded the tunnels and waterways of the Terradrome. Yeah. yeah, I liked him because yeah. he came with an alligator. Did you like Shipwreck because he came with a parrot? No, 
surprisingly <laughs> enough, huh? No. See, I like Mutt and Junkyard because he came with his little canine oh, dog. Oh, yeah. Molly like, Order came with a dog. But yeah, I like them too. Yeah. Not a big fan of Shipwreck with the parrot. I like Shipwreck in the cartoon. I like Shipwreck. I don't Wise like, Cracking Sailor? I don't like the parrot. I could have done without the parrot. I'm not going to Because, you know, military does not scream parrot to me. Yeah. <laughs> military I, does scream wolf, attack dog, alligator. Sure, I those things well, yeah, are if vicious. A bad, if you're on the bad guy side, even spirit sure. with the bald eagle, yeah, that spirit works and too. freedom, yeah, you, you had, had a that bird of prey, and he was a, a an Indian a shaman, so well, yeah. the eagle to it him is a sacred. Makes sense, makes sense. But to bring a parrot along into a gunfight, I'm sorry. Yeah, if, I really didn't bite a lot in the cartoon either, but it was for comic. Relief. It was for comic relief because the bird so. did some wisecracking, and she right. did wisecracking right. too. So, um, in the interest of time... Yeah, we're going to cut this short. <laughs> we're going to cut this short. Uh, Chuck, I didn't know, would go issue by issue, but that's great because it brings everyone up to speed. We'll actually pick up with this the next episode where we'll cover Transformers and we'll cover the Star Wars titles. I am certainly not going to cover issue by issue with the Star Wars titles. Anyone that's reading them right now will know why. Yeah, there's so many of them, and that's what I wanted to do was just... Get a little bit more in detail with these since there are so limited yeah. right now. It's kind of early in the stages. There wasn't a lot of them. There wasn't so. a lot, so I kind of just went by, you know. But Star Wars Legacy, I think, is up to issue number 43. Star Wars yeah. Knights of the Old Republic is up to, almost up to issue 50. So there's so, like 40, 50 of the book here. So what I'll do is uh, the next time we get together, I'll actually go over a summary of some of the major story arcs from those, uh, especially any... In particular, any big news things that happened in them yeah. to bring people up to speed. And then we'll cover Transformers as well, which has only been a few issues anyways. But we'll kind of give a little bit of a background with the All Hail Megatron and some of the things that came before it. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead. Uh, we will do a toy review, even though we're over an hour. I know we said we'd stick to an hour, but hey, we'll see what I can do in editing. Uh, to make it one hour, but let's go ahead and get into the toy review. Uh, Chuck did bring his Joker figure. If you listen to the first episode, you'll know that I gave him that as a Christmas gift. Uh, so we're going to do a review on the Joker, and then the next episode we'll actually cover the G.I. Joe figures that he got for me, as well as a few other figures that we discussed in our first episode. And uh, Chuck, why don't you go ahead and give us some... Yeah, this will be our Kung Fu Grip session coming up here. And we are reviewing the Joker figure here, DC Universe uh, classic figure, uh, from September of 2009. And this was the Wave... Wave 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. was the Walmart exclusive, uh, which I really don't care for exclusives just simply because it's harder to find them. Yeah. Retail-wise. It's impossible. And speaking of exclusives, you and I noticed something recently that a store was pointing out figures that were exclusive. Yeah, well, we'll just sell it. It's Toys R Us. Yeah, oh yeah, I was going to reveal it's, what it was. It's I wasn't Toys R Us. Let's not hold yeah. back. Yeah, Toys R Us, after the holidays, has recently put up a bunch of the DC Universe figures and have put a sticker on them that says, only at Toys R Us. Yeah, Toys R Us exclusives, and it's in the lower right-hand corner. It's a white sticker on the DC Universe figures, but they put it on, like, the Green Lantern, the Flash, Captain Cold, Booster Gold, which... All these figures that you can find at Walmart, at Target... You can find them anywhere. Now, granted, they may have had a box of these old figures and thought, no one else is selling them right now. Why don't we sell them and we'll put them down as Toys R Us exclusives? You can't do that if you know that other stores had them. Yeah, maybe someone out there listening works at Toys R Us and knows what the heck's going on with these, but 
There From was, my knowledge, there's not a package difference. There's not a paint difference. There's they look exactly special. like the same figure, but yeah, there's absolutely nothing special a, about them. It contains a Toys R Us exclusive logo on it. These, which, yeah, these basically say. I mean, they're basically the original figures. They're you know Booster Gold, Captain Cold, the ones we mentioned last episode that they obviously couldn't get rid of. So I guess they figured let's put it only a Toys R Us sticker on it. And maybe people will buy it because they think it's an exclusive figure, but it's not. So. Yeah, yeah, so back to the Joker here. Uh, again, yeah, it's uh, Wave 10. There's seven in all. you got to collect and connect figures in Imperiex. And which is also kind of a gripe of mine, is when they first started the DC Universe figures, there was five figures to collect yeah, to five, build, yeah. your build, a bigger, build a figure figure. Uh, they, and now they've gone up to seven. I'm kind of scared where they might be going from there. Yeah, well, you pull the arms off and make yeah. the wrists or something. You get the you hand with this figure. The hand, and you got to plug it into the arm, yeah. the foot into the leg. Yeah. So, how far do you want to take these apart, guys? Seriously, a little background on the Joker here and what he came with here. Um, he came with actually a, a cane with a little uh, Jester Joker face guy on top. He came with a smiling fish, which is a nod back to one of the classic comics, Ragnarok. Right. Me about. The laughing fish storyline. Those of you that are familiar, that's a. Very old storyline, uh, but it was called The Laughing Fish. And they've redone that storyline, actually, in the Batman animated series. Yeah. Uh, so they actually gave you a laughing fish to go along with it. Yeah, and he actually came with a mallet, a uh, green mallet, that actually, if you flip it upside down where the handle is, the handle part actually ends up being the Joker's nose, which is funny. Yeah, He's they have a little Joker. They have a little face uh, sculpted into the mallet itself, the hammer part of the, of the mallet. And then the handle comes out of that face, and it's the nose, and it's a little Joker face on that mallet. And then on each side of the face, where the actual hammer part is, there's uh, a J, and it's done in the J style that's usually seen with, with the, the Joker, Joker yeah. character, right? And just looking at him this way, he looks kind of like Pinocchio. Yeah, With exactly. the long nose. And it actually came with some cards that are fanned out, and you can see the back of them. Each card has a back on it, but only one card has the Joker Right on it, and there's the other cards are left blank. And, and these it, are cards, and they're s- small little plastic cards that fit into the Joker's hands, basically, or meant to fit. Meant into to his, fit, yeah. That's meant one to of the fit things. into his hands. So one of my complaints about the figure is he actually really doesn't hold the accessories too well. The the cane he holds well, and the fish he holds well, but with the mallet and the cards, not so much. Yeah, the mallet tends to slide through his. It hands. does. It tends to slide, and the cards really don't fit all that well. Um, now, Chuck and I do differ on this uh, fact, is when it comes to accessories with a figure, I'm someone that I want accessories that can be attached to the figure, or he can put it into a holster or something. I don't want extra accessories that are just going to be sitting there that can't be used. Now, if you give me two swords, a shield, and a mace, and the mace fits onto the belt, and the sh- sword fits into a sheath on the person's back... And they can hold the other, and the, they can hold the other sword and the other and the shield in their hands. That's fine with me. You gave me four accessories; they all fit onto the figure. But with the Joker, the, you end up with the laughing fish, the cards, the mallet, and the cane. And I can't put all of them on him, so therefore I have to store the other accessories somewhere, which means I'm probably going to lose them, or I'm never going to really change them out. So. I have no use for them. Which, for me, yeah, he likes limited accessories. I like the more accessories, the better, because for my displays, I do tend to take them down from time to time and rearrange them and change them out, pose them in different poses, whereas pretty much you just leave them on the shelf. Yeah, I I like to put them in a pose that I originally had in mind, and that's the pose I like to keep them in, especially because I have quite a few figures. For me to 
change them all out every once in a while would drive yeah. me crazy. Yeah, it would take a while, but I, I, I tend to do this, so I'm not really concerned about the accessories. I like the number of accessories. It's okay. It's just the way they fit into the hand was kind of a bummer for me. But I do enjoy the figure a lot. It's a great-looking figure. It's a great-looking sculpt. It's a great um, representation of the Joker. Yeah, it's classic Joker. It's And they say on the back of the actual package here, uh, you know, his first appearance was in Batman number 1, 1940. Uh, he does have 21 points of articulation. Didn't want to point that out. And this is actually the first release of the Joker in this uh, DC Classics universe here. And I realize that almost everyone listening to us is going to know what you mean by this, but why don't you describe what a point of articulation means? A point of articulation is actually where the figure can move and bend. Uh, you know, so you got like the knees bend, the uh, ankles bend, his elbows, wrist turn, head. His torso bends over a little bit here, so you got the middle chest piece moving. Can do a free three three sixty rotation all the way around. You know, head can go all the way around three sixty. His legs, he can actually like do a split. So it's, it's actually a lot of movement in his figure, easily to be displayed. The only other thing I really had a little bit of gripe about was they, the the pants on the figure is pinstriped. And if you do certain poses and move them, the pinstripes really don't line up that well. But it, it's a minor gripe. It's no big deal. And that's pretty typical if you're going to give exactly. them a lot of articulation and you're going to have lines going lines straight going down. down. Yeah. They're not going to match up sometimes. Yeah, so. no big deal. No big deal. Yeah, he, come with the, uh, or he came with the right leg of Imperiex, again, to connect and build a figure. Which I have that figure. It's an okay one. Yeah, it's not as much. It's not as, I guess, not as good as the other collect and connect figures right. that were out there. Yeah. But, again, that's the one they chose to do with this line, so. Uh, and the Joker, uh, it, it's really an up-to-date, you know, sculpt. I really enjoy it. He's got that classic Joker cheesy grin on. Yeah. I, I thought they did a, a fantastic job on the Isn't face. Isn't Yeah, purple suit. He's got the little black string tie, and he's yeah. got the little flower on the lapel where you sniff it, and you get the battery ass in your face. And I've only seen one other Joker figure that wasn't in a purple suit that I actually thought they did a fantastic job on. And that was the, I believe it was the Justice line, where he's in just a regular black tuxedo. And he just looks menacing. There is one figure I also like that I'm interested in at some point in getting, which is Joker in a straight jacket. Uh, it's from the Batman Arkham Asylum series. It's like a box set, and he comes in that. So... I haven't seen too many Joker figures that I thought didn't look like the Joker, at least in some fashion or form, but this is definitely a completely classic look for him. Exactly. Uh, the DC exactly. Universe lines. So. This is the only Joker figure that I own personally, and it's... Might be the only one that you're interested in owning, too. Maybe, yeah. It just looks really, really great. I mean, the other Jokers that were recently released were the... Uh... Darkest Night, the Heath Ledger Jokers, Heath yeah. Ledger Jokers, yeah. Which you know his portrayal in the movie was fantastic. However, the figure isn't something I really want to own. Exactly. At least for my taste, uh, I like to lean more towards the actual comic book looking, as ones. opposed to movie figures. Right. Yeah, I'm now, not too much into those. One of the comic book uh, figures of the Joker that I really liked, and I know you liked as well, was the Hush series based on the Hush storyline. Right, that was great. Uh, that Joker looked insane. He looked like he was going to kill you as a toy. So, yeah. <laughs> a little frightening. A little frightening, yeah. But that's, in my eyes, that's how the Joker should be. Uh, but like you said, not to take anything away from this DC Universe figure, it was it's an absolutely phenomenal figure. Probably, and I thought he would be my favorite figure out of this series, but my favorite figure out of this series was actually Man-Bat. 
Um, it wasn't Power Girl? It wasn't Power Girl. Are you sure? I'm positive. Although I like her costume design. Yeah, I got two good reasons why Power Girl <laughs> should be your favorite. I'm sure you have two good reasons. But no, Man Bat, I thought the sculpt was amazing, and uh, we'll do certainly do a, a feature on him as well. But Joker is a close second. Joker is a, just a phenomenal figure from this uh, series. Uh, was a little disappointed with this series compared to some of the other ones. Really? Because I thought this series actually contained some pretty unique characters. You got a Batman in this series that looks like the movie Batman. Yes. You got the Joker, you got Man Bat, you got Power Girl, and you got a Beast Boy. Yeah, I I liked having Beast Boy because I'm a huge Teen Titans fan. Uh, They had Robot Man, which is from Doom Patrol, which is not one of my favorite series. Yeah, it's one of the lesser characters Um, in the line along with... uh, I mean, I know there's some huge fans of Doom Patrol out there, especially the older Doom Patrol series. Just not my cup of tea. I liked it. I thought it was okay. But I tried getting back into Doom Patrol since they brought it back, and it's just not very good. Um, They also had Forager, who is from the New Gods. And again, I'm not a huge New Gods fan. I have a lot of the figures of the New Gods because I do like them. But not a huge fan of them. Power Girl is great because I love the Justice Society and she is an awesome character from that. Yeah, and if you like Superman, you've got to know who that is. Yeah, um, so Power Girl is a great figure, but again, they seem to have a tough time with the DC Universe figures when they're doing the females because they're trying to make them thin and, and female looking, which is what they should be doing. While making them look muscular at the same time. Right, but also trying to make them so articulated. Well, if you make them super articulated... And you're showing skin on them and everything else, and making them small. They don't they don't look as good as the male the figure. male figures do, right? So, um, and then the Batman figure that they have, while I like the look of them, not my favorite Batman to have them all black. I'm not again. I'm not big on the movie looking Batman's. Yeah, this was kind of like the movie looking. Yeah, Batman, it was yeah. very much the movie looking uh, style of Batman. But you know that's fine i th- i thought it was a good figure um just not my favorite look of batman my favorite look of batman is gray with the black cowl and everything where so. i like the gray with the blue right so, so uh to each his own so uh that really covers everything yeah uh, overall just to wrap it up overall i really enjoyed the figure i really liked it i really imp- impressed with it i would definitely recommend getting it if you don't have it yeah. Definitely go out there and get it. If you can find it at a if Walmart. If you can find it. <laughs> if you can find it at Walmart, you know, more power to you. If you can't, if you, you know, definitely try to pick it up secondary market somewhere. Yeah, I would even recommend just going to Amazon.com, which is where I found it. Because uh, I couldn't find it in the stores. I was looking. And you can get it for about, I think, $20, $20 roughly right around there. Right. Which isn't too bad considering they're that 12 they're 12 at the store. Yeah. So for a figure that's hard to find to pay 20 not a big deal. I've definitely seen and have paid more than that for for a figure when I when I've been really been interested in a figure. So, uh, yeah, highly recommend them. With that, uh, we are over an hour. However, yeah. we are not at an hour and forty five minutes like so we were last. Yeah, time. we're gonna wrap it up here, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking around with yeah, us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, one of the things that we're going to start looking to do with these episodes once we start with episode one probably might not do it for this episode since it didn't run, run long is we thought we'd add the G.I. Joe Public Service announcements at the end of each episode. Uh, If you watch the cartoon in the 80s, they always had public service announcements from G.I. Joe, so I thought I'd play some of those at the end of of the episode. So stay tuned and learn something. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll learn a few things. Uh, But for this episode, we'll just close with some music again like we did last time. Uh, And let us know if you want to hear something in particular on here. 
uh, or if you want us to talk about something in particular, be happy to do that. Yeah. But again, next episode we'll cover the Star Wars titles, the Transformers titles. We'll have a few more toys. Uh, we'll again try to stick close to an hour. And uh, with that, uh, let me give our information out. Yeah, give them the website. Almost forgot about that. Uh, if you go to our website, it's starjoes.com, S-T-A-R-J-O-E-S.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Star Joes. If you do a search, you'll find a group site as well as a fan site. And you can actually listen to the episode directly from those locations on Facebook. I've been able to connect uh, them directly to Facebook so you can listen to them through there. Then you can also, and you can listen to our episodes right from the website, but you can also find us on iTunes now. So we are on iTunes. You can look up Star Joes and we will pop right up there for you. Please leave us a review. Yeah, please, thanks. Uh, that lets us know how we're doing, and it lets other fans know how much you like the episode. Uh, if you love us, please give us a great review. If you hate us, then tell your enemies about us, and maybe we'll have them listen to us. Yeah. Um, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. That's, again, starjoespodcast at gmail.com. No hyphens in there. And send us a, drop us a line. And again, hopefully by next episode, I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that we'll have a forum up and running for you guys. So, Peter, if you're listening to this episode, yeah. get that up and running for us. We would greatly appreciate it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, we really appreciate all the listeners we've had. And with that, great show, Chuck. And, yeah, uh, good show. Um, you know, force be with you and uh, know half, half the, the battle. battle. And we'll look forward to talking to you guys again. Thank you.